0: And with that, thank you for listening to episode 8.
1: Mm, is it 8? I think it's 9. I don't know. Let's see.
0: <laughs> I think it's 9. Fuck. I think it's
1: 9. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Hey, guys. It's Love- your girls, Snolly and Jenks.
0: Welcome to Pass the Salt. This is episode nine. Nine.
1: Woo, we're almost getting to ten. Almost to the big one-oh. Double digits. (laughs) Finally made it. (laughs) All Um, right, so today is a very, very fun spot that we're trying. It's called Zoom Zoom. Zoom Zoom.
0: Zoom. (laughs) Not to be mistaken with Zoom Zoom. (laughs) This is with
1: an S. (laughs) Yeah, it's honestly really fun to say, but... (laughs) Um, If you hadn't guessed it, which I'm sure you didn't, it is Mediterranean. So this place is actually um, an L.A.-based Mediterranean chain. So they have six locations spread throughout L.A. We went to the one on 3rd Street. Just an FYI, there is no parking. We got in trouble. Yeah, we got yelled at by a
0: parking enforcement officer. Like, he literally (laughs) sat there and lectured me for five minutes. And I was like, bro,
1: I just pulled up. I'm just picking up food. Curbside. Yeah, and like, okay, we're hungry. And then we're being lectured. Yeah. It's just I, not a good
0: look. It's low just, key, I felt
1: pressed to We were pretty hangry about it. So <laughs> I'm a little salty about that. But hopefully this food can change it around. <laughs> yeah. The food smells amazing. We both got a flawful plate, and it comes with like a couple of options to add. Like you can pick like um, some toppings. I think I got a cucumber salad, some pickles, onions, some hummus on the side, and then they had a couple of sauces you could throw on as well. So I got those.
0: Yeah, and drinks? then I got a falafel plate as well, and then I got some uh, a med salad with some hummus and some pickles with their spicy uh, rice. I'm really excited to try it. Um, it smells so good. It smells amazing. Oh, and we got fries, we which got I'm fries. really excited about. Also, just to be, um, if you guys do order from this place online, they have different options for their menus depending on their location. Like, for example, we tried to order fries from the 3rd Street and they had they didn't
1: have it. So we called and he just added them. We're so high maintenance. We literally were like, um, excuse me, you guys don't have fries on your menu. Uh, can we order that shit over the phone? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were honestly so great. Um, the staff is amazing. I Kudos to them for handling our hangry asses. Yeah. The parking enforcement fucking officer.
0: No kudos to you. Adding to my hangriness. All right, you want to dig in? Yeah, let's do it oh my god the shit is magnificent oh my god i think we found our new favorite mediterranean hell yeah and it's spicy you guys we got the spicy tahini and then we got the sauce that starts with an s s h k u b a or something like that we cannot pronounce it i will not even attempt it oh my god this rice is really good too Mm.
1: everything here has been amazing
0: I think I would give it a nine out of ten. And
1: the best part is they give you good portions.
0: Yeah, and it's supposed to be healthy for you. So, fuck yeah! All in all, a great option. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm to happy. Finish this.
1: I'm about to stuff my face. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's my Monica Lewinsky, but <laughs> something, something, something.
1: <laughs> that one was for you, son. I know that you're. I appreciate song. that so much. Thank you. I can die happy now. I think I've accomplished everything i needed in my life.
0: So what do you think we're talking about today? Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. The
1: affair that rocked our fucking nation. Yup. I was literally sitting on the couch one day and I was like looking at Jenks and I was like, we should do that. We should do the Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky affair slash impeachment situation because... I don't really remember it. And then we were watching documentaries about it, and we realized this this all happened when we were, like, two.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, of course
1: I didn't remember that. <laughs> so this was a very
0: infamous scandal.
1: This is, like, one of the most controversial moments in our history.
0: Well, our show right now is airing yes. on
1: um, FX, I believe. That was basically our inspiration mm-hmm. um, to do this episode because... I, I love American Crime Story. I love every season that they ever come out with. I think they do an amazing job. And when I saw that this, se- this season was going to be the impeachment of Bill Clinton and the scandal that went down in the White House with Monica Lewinsky, I was so pumped. And we felt like it was pretty current to talk about it since, you know, it's airing right now on FX. Yeah. So, yeah, we, you know, we spent, like, the last week just (laughs) fully immersing ourselves into the 90s and going over every single detail about what happened and how it transpired. And I feel like we were taken back in time, honestly. Like, I don't think I've, like, seen anything in present time today on TV or paid attention to anything happening in media aside from this... The scandal.
0: Yeah. This has been our life for like the past two days. But it gets crazy.
1: And it's really, it's very interesting. There's a lot of facets to this. Mm -hmm. Um, This, what what do we want to call this? Like the scandal, the impeachment, the affair. All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many facets to it that, you know, wouldn't really be relevant around now, especially the way that Monica was treated by the press. And it's such a like slap in the face when you go back in time and you like revisit something like this and you see like wow this is what our society was like back then.
0: Yeah, and t- like, how, and how times acceptable? have changed. Yeah,
1: it's I'm kind of I'm very happy that I wasn't an adult then. <laughs> yeah, same. But
0: with that being said, let's get
1: into it. Yeah, I think we also need to address the fact that um, a Bill Clinton has had numerous allegations mm-hmm. about sexual harassment. Although the Monica Lewinsky affair was a completely consensual, and Monica Lewinsky, Lewinsky herself has said that, there have been other women that have come forward that have said that it was not consensual with whatever Bill Clinton had done to them, whether that was exposing himself to them, whether it was a rape allegation, mm-hmm. whether it was sexual harassment. there were There's numerous people, numerous. And it's funny because... I was not very conscious, I guess, as I don't have a lot of memories from 1998 <laughs> in that era, but... because you were two. <laughs> because I was two, but just, like, growing up and, like, learning about our presidents and, like, he, uh, talking about, you know, things that happened in politics. Like, I mean, Bill Clinton is still alive, and even when Hillary Clinton was running for president, no one mentioned these things. It's, like, it was very eye-opening, at least for me. I don't know if you can say the same, Jinx, but... I was very shocked to hear about all this because I feel like this is very buried and swept under the rug in history, in American history.
0: And we were, we were very present for Hillary's presidential campaign, which surprised me even more because you, like you said, you didn't hear about it. And I feel like this was one of the reasons why Americans, at least in like our uh, parents' generations, didn't fuck with Hillary as much. Because of all the shit Clinton did, and now it kind of makes sense as to why she never won any of her presidential races. Well, I
1: think she's just also been like a really shady po- politician in general. Like yeah, I mean, we saw with the whole yeah. Whitewater stuff that we'll touch on, but I think it, it doesn't. It's not solely because of Bill.
0: No, but it definitely in like adds to it for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And- Especially
0: after like watching this documentary and researching all the topic itself. I wouldn't feel comfortable voting for Hillary Absolutely and Bill not. Clinton either.
1: And it's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's wild to think that someone with this many allegations of women coming forward and women recounting what happened with them, um, even dating back to before he was even president or ready for the president, but dating back to when he was a governor. It's insane about the numerous allegations that have come forward and yet People still support him. People don't remember him as a sexual predator. They remember him as the, one of the best presidents we've had, mm-hmm. or one of the, the president that bought, brought our economy back to where it is now. Or, well, actually, not now, but where, where it was, was at people, the time? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, with. I mean, you guys got a little glimpse of how mad we are right now and how frustrated we are, so we're going to keep you a little salty, too.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty salty about this. I mean, why don't we just go over a couple of um, allegations that did come forward about Bill Clinton? There are actually four publicly known women that have come forward and told their story, but... I mean even when they came forward back in you know the 90s or the 80s when they did they weren't really taken seriously back then. It wasn't something that people were ready to hear especially because Bill Clinton was you know this guy that everyone kind of put on a pedestal. He was very charming. He did a lot for the country, you know, and I think a lot of that people chose to look the other way mm-hmm. when things about his past came to light and it's just really heartbreaking that these women were basically you know dismissed by the public by the government and not really you know given the proper treatment that they would have received if it happened today
0: yeah i definitely agree it was overlooked for sure and it was solely because of how composed and charismatic bill Clinton was to the media and not even that
1: I mean he had so much power like think about it he was the president he was the governor he was he always was a person in position of power he had connections it was easy for him to bury this information plus I mean what is the proof they really had nothing it was his word over hers and he already had such a platform that it was much more easier for him to say his piece than these women to have that that same platform to say what the truth really was yeah that's very true
0: So one of the women her name by the name of Paula Jones was the most significant one from his past that kind of affected the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal Um, and she first came out and said that when she was at work Clinton was there for a conference and they had um, Clinton had one of his bodyguards um, in the Secret Service go down and get her and then he exposed himself and she filed a case against him.
1: It's it's really interesting because when you watch it on FX, because I want to say that FX probably is trying to make the story as realistic as it really happened. So when they're showing, because this all happened in the first episode, when they show Paula... Mm and the article coming out about what happened and then Paula's husband coming home from work it shows him like upset that it's going to hurt his reputation that his wife has making a sexual assault claim against the president or bill clinton the governor or whatever the fuck he was at the time but it was just frustrating that like the whole point of her wanting to even come forward and say it was so she could help her husband's reputation yeah like ew sorry honey like grow some bigger balls and stand up for your wife than be a little crybaby because you won't get a fucking audition because Bill Clinton sexually assaulted your wife? Ew, Mm -hmm. get out of here. He
0: definitely used that to, like, boost his career.
1: I don't know if he was using it to boost his career, but he was definitely trying to, like, protect his name. I mean, back then especially, like, the only source of news was the newspaper and watching TV. It's not like we have social media. And they even touched on it on the documentary we watched that there were only, like, really four main news sources back then everyone was always tuned into what they had to say and took what they they did say very heavily.
0: Paula Jones was basically treated as a joke.
1: They even called the situation the emerging of Mount Bimbo. She did a press conference in front of a lot of the journalists who already had a vendetta against Bill Clinton and wanting to you know slander his name and ruin his reputation and they in turn ended up making fun of her making her feel very small like her voice didn't matter they were trying to get her to constantly recount in detail what abuse she experienced and that's traumatic like you know and she was even in the news conference was saying i don't feel i don't want to talk about that i don't feel comfortable talking about that and nobody would take her seriously until she point by point recounted every single thing that happened and that's the sad part is because
0: no one believed her. And all she wanted was an apology. That's all she wanted from the president was him to admit and apologize to her.
1: Yeah. And when one of his uh, security guys came down in the hotel to talk to her and bring her up to his room, they like she was like, oh, well, why does he want to see me? Like, what's the point? What's the reason? And he was like, oh, don't worry. Like, we do this all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. That okay, was crazy. That's
1: fucking comfortable, I guess, to hear yeah. that. While the Paula Jones case was um, getting a lot of coverage and word had broken out that she was going to move forward with trying to sue the president, um, on the back end one thing that wasn't really publicly known was that the Republican Party was really trying to pressure her to come forward with this and to really push this agenda of um, making it publicly known that the the president what or at the time I think he was running for president was a horrible person and it's it's interesting because at the time Bill Clinton was this very like progressive man his wife was a feminist he was speaking to a lot of the things that a lot of Democrats wanted to see they wanted to see the country moving forward they wanted to see women in power things like that whereas the Republican Party has very conservative views they have a very like Strict idea of what um, a leader should be what values they should carry and Bill Clinton didn't fit that scenario for them and the Republican Party had a vendetta to bring this to light because they were very fixated on showing that this man was not fit to be president and uh, something that also came to light. That the Republicans were very, very fixated on was this Whitewater deal that happened in Arkansas. And Whitewater, what it really is, it's a it's a property that the Clintons purchased in partnership with Jim McDougal. Uh, and Jim McDougal is known for being a very shady investor, a shady, just a shady man in general. He has had a couple business deals that have um, not ended very well, and. There was um, a lot of heat coming from the Madison Guarantee Savings and Loan, which McDougal owned. Uh, There were allegations that they were committing fraud and using taxpayer money to inappropriately use it for their own personal gain. And one of the allegations was that they used the taxpayer money to purchase the Whitewater deal. So the Clintons being so closely tied to him and that Whitewater deal really didn't give them good press, didn't make them look good at all. Uh, And uh, Hillary Clinton was actually really tied to that. Madison Guarantee Savings and Loan
0: hired the law firm, Rose Law Firm, that Hillary worked
1: at. And so this fraud charge and this conspiracy charge, they were uh, the McDougals were charged for that and they were found guilty. They were given the opportunity to take immunity um, and testify against the Clinton and... Uh, Jim McDougal took that deal, but his wife did it and she ended up going to jail. Mm -hmm. Main character that you should be aware of on the Republican Party side is Ken Starr. He was basically leading the case against the Clintons, mostly for this Whitewater deal. But you'll see how the Whitewater deal gets tied into the Monica Lewinsky scandal as well as the Paula Jones case when we get a little further into all of that
0: so after he wins and gets elected into the office three years later is when Monica Lewinsky comes into the picture in 1995 um as an intern as an unpaid intern And um, from there, after the second time they
1: encounter each other, they start having like kind of flirtatious behavior. Yeah, it was like flirtatious interactions that Mm -hmm. slowly escalated. Even like when they would meet, you know, she kind of talked about how she didn't really find him attractive, but it was really his charm that really brought like other people into it. He just had this like charm about him, which is really funny because they say that a lot about a lot of psychopaths and Mm -hmm. serial killers. And I will say that Bill Clinton is high up on that narcissist list in my eyes, but she did admit to having a crush on him. Those flirtatious encounters were also reciprocated. So there would be little situations where, you know, they would hold each other's hand a little longer or, you know, she she wouldn't go out of her way to like be visible to him in certain situations as well and try to like run into him and... Um, so this was definitely, you know, I do want to mention that this was definitely both sided.
0: And then the government shuts down and the employees get let go. So the unpaid interns
1: have to step up and she got asked to work at the White House and answer phone calls. And think about it. Like the government usually has in the White House 450 employees normally when the government shut down that number was reduced to 90 people so it was very scarce you know and there's a lot of more the intern most of them were interns that were getting a lot of FaceTime with these higher officials that were still working in the offices so there's not that many people there there wasn't much to do because the government was shut down so bill clinton was spending a lot of time with the staff was walking around talking to people and then there was a birthday party um for an employee that bill had actually attended
0: And at that birthday party, Monica gets a little bold and flashes her underwear at him in a way that um, when she, like, gets up, it just kind of, like, shows from the top of her skirt, her trousers. And then, so, Bill notices that, and then later on, they have another encounter where she walks past an office, and he's in there. And so, Bill motions for her to come into the office, and in that conversation that they have, Monica basically admits to having a crush on Bill. And then in that moment, Bill asks to kiss her, and that's when the whole affair began. And then after work, they would meet up to have sex, and it was kind of like an after-hours type of situation from then on
1: yes and she was still an intern at this time um but eventually she gets hired legislative affairs which gave her the blue pass over the pink pass and when you have the blue pass you have more access around the west wing and other areas within the white house so that was a really crucial part in their affair because if she didn't have that she wouldn't really have as much exposure to him or the ability to see him um, so they would, at this time, would be making quote unquote accidental bumps into each other. They would be planning these things, and um, they would. It was all very strategic, and everything was done on Bill Clinton's time as well. I mean, she had no ability of how to contact him, nothing like that. He would call her in the middle of the night at like two or three in the morning, and she would just wait around. It was um, a very, very uh, hush hush relationship. But it was also kind of out of her control as well. It was kind of all in his hands, how he wanted it to go and how um, it was in his terms as well.
0: Yeah, they were basically dating. Yeah. But it was very one-sided. Like, she couldn't just call her man up on the phone and be like, hey,
1: babe, miss you. No. And they couldn't even go on, like, dates or go out in public together. And there was a lot of excitement in it. And Bill would, like, call her from his desk to her desk and it would show up on the caller ID that it was the president calling her and her boss even noticed once and it was like what the heck why is the president calling you and she had to let him know like hey you gotta be way better at this you can't be just exposing us like that people are gonna catch on
0: exactly and so her sloppiness eventually led her to get transferred to the Pentagon during re-election yeah
1: people started kind of seeing like okay something's going on between these two Uh, we need to be careful and this was also the time where Bill was getting ready for his second presidential campaign. So it wasn't even the fact that he was possibly cheating on his wife with an intern, but it was the fact that we didn't want this to get around because it will affect his reelection. So that's why they transferred her out into the Pentagon.
0: And while she was at the Pentagon, he would still reach out and the relationship was very ongoing.
1: Yeah. Even though they didn't really see each other, exactly. they only saw each other at events, but he still called her mm-hmm. and they had a different type of relationship where it was and, and you know and it's really sad because the the public and the media made it seem very much like it was only sexual but the way that Monica recounts it it was very much a relationship like they talked about things. Yeah. They were she, both
0: emotionally involved. Emotionally yeah.
1: involved in each other. Yes.
0: Um, And then, so while Monica is at the Pentagon, she gets closer to this lady named Linda Tripp. Enter the biggest fucking snake of this
1: entire (laughs) damn story. For
0: real. So Linda Tripp, um, a little bit of a backstory about her is that she gets a quote unquote promotion, which is basically a demotion because she worked in the West Wing of the White House and um, she got transferred to the Pentagon. So she was not happy about that. And she had somewhat of a vendetta
1: now, Linda reached out to this woman named Lucianne Goldberg. She's a writer. Um, she actually met her through connections and reached out to her because she wanted, Linda wanted to write a book about the White House and Lucianne Goldberg told her, hey, like that's not newsworthy. That's not interesting. Come back to me when you have some real good shit yeah. that's present, that's happening present time, not scandals from the past that no one wants to talk about anymore. And that's when she started seeing, okay, there's something fishy going on with this girl who got transferred out of the White House, out of the West Wing. She's young. She's talking about this guy, kind of prefacing that she had, like, relations with some dude but wouldn't tell her who it was. And I think Linda was like, okay, here's my bait. I'm going to reel in and I'm going to basically befriend her and backstab her what a fucking snake i swear to god
0: yeah so she gets all the details she are she starts asking like the right questions and she basically puts two and two together that monica is is some
1: in some way involved with the president of the united states right and one thing that we need to also bring up is the fact that when monica was exiled from the West Wing. Bill, she was very upset. I mean, everyone wants to work in the White House. Nobody wants to work in the Pentagon, clearly. <laughs> um, so she would obviously confide in Bill and, you know, be like, well, like, you know, this sucks, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he had promised her that once he gets reelected, once the election's over, he will bring her back. And she held on to that piece of hope for the duration of the campaign. It's like what got her through. Got her through it. And so then when the re- re-election happens and he ends up winning, she didn't really get transferred back. She, I think it, it took like, I don't even think she ever got transferred back. No, to he stopped
0: reaching it. out. So she starts wondering like, was it only because Bill wanted to keep me quiet during the election? Yeah. And so she, she ends up confiding even more in Linda and tells her everything.
1: Yeah, and that was really the catalyst that made her spill yeah. her guts to Linda. You know, and I feel bad for her. I mean, think about it. How many of how many of us have had, quote unquote, work wives or work husbands that like is like our number one at our job and we like vent to each other, your best friends at work. You guys know everything about each other's lives. Like that's what Linda was to Monica. And unfortunately, you know, Monica was being manipulated from Linda's side. And Monica was so young in all this, too. Yeah. She was in her early 20s. And this, like, bitch Linda was, what, 50? And bitter. Ew.
0: Anyways, Bill invites Monica to a press conference and says he has something for her. And so Bill ends up giving her um, a gift in the, like, the back office, like, the... Um, the kitchen area of his Oval Office. And um, they basically had sex. And he ended up getting a little bit of cum on her dress that she didn't realize
1: until days later. Yeah, and um, another key um, player in this whole scandal was Betty, which was Bill Clinton's secretary. She was definitely in on the affair. And she was helping facilitating like the meetups and um, making sure that all their bases were covered when, you know, things would happen or whenever they wanted to see each other, things like that.
0: Betty would always go into the room with Bill and Monica and then she would somehow leave or go into a different room and that's how, kind of how they functioned. Yeah, so people wouldn't raise questions of like, why are they alone together? What Mm -hmm. are they doing? And so after all of that happens, Bill kind of ends it and um, Monica starts freaking out because she still doesn't have a job in the White House and if she goes back to um her parents house which is in california in beverly hills represent um <laughs> She basically um, has to kind of come clean and say this is what happened. This is why I don't have a job in DC. So she writes a letter to Bill telling him that I'm I have to do this if I don't get a
1: job. And I think we do need to like also emphasize the type of and the amount of anxiety she was feeling. Like over here, here's this you know young twenty something. Like she's my age, your age, you know. She was younger
0: of- than us. She was like twenty two.
1: Yeah, she's my little sister's yeah. age. And, you know, she's in this full-fledged affair with the president of the United States. She feels very powerless. Like, her whole career is in the hands of this man. Like, he didn't feel like it was helping his campaign of her being in the White House, so they quickly shipped her out of there. It's so easy for him to snap his fingers and get what he wants that, you know, benefits him and his business life his career his personal life and you know she felt like a pawn in all of this so I can understand as a woman and as a young professional how you know and how much anxiety she was probably having especially when she has no control even reaching out to him to even contacting him it was all in his in his time and you know, if he calls her at 3 a.m., I, I mean, I'm, I can imagine her sitting on bed going through all these, like, scenarios of, oh, my God, like, he's using me, or this, is that's happening. And then yeah. she's probably seeing him, like, with his wife on TV. You know, all these other things. And then there's probably that guilt component that's also weighing on her head of, like, you know, my life will never be the same, or did I ruin my life, and then did I ruin other people's lives, you know? It's like, I felt, I really feel for her because... Like, the I, world was weighing on her shoulder, the, basically. Yeah, and, like... She grew up in um, Beverly Hills and she definitely had a very privileged life. And I assume that, you know, everyone there is very big on their reputation, big on, you know, the status and it doesn't look good. It's very frowned down upon in their society. If there's like something like this big of a scandal tied to it, you know, things like that. So I think it wasn't even just the fact of like letting her parents down, but also maybe the idea of like, ruining their reputation, ruining their business, you know, because I think her dad was, like, a doctor or, like, some type of doctor who had his own practice. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure that she was definitely feeling on top of the anxiety and on top of the guilt and the fear. And, yeah,
0: she definitely felt a sense of responsibility of the
1: way people in her life were going to be
0: affected with yeah, all of this.
1: And that, I think, also, in, in a moment of full anxiety was what led her to write that letter because she kind of in a sense didn't really threaten him but told him like hey like if I go home like I have to tell my parents about what happened between us in the way that Bill Clinton saw it was as a threat like I'm gonna expose you
0: because she was so anxious she did end up confiding in Linda Mm -hmm. and so Linda ends up calling uh, Miss Lucianne Goldberg and Lucianne records this phone call where Linda ends up telling um, her everything about Monica that Monica had told her and confided her confided in her
1: yeah and um and Lucien's the ones like okay we definitely got a story here Mm -hmm. I'm I could write this book now but I need you to do your due diligence and I need you to bring me some type of facts that I could include so she was the one that pushed uh Linda to do these recordings and record all your all her conversations with Monica and even like in the tapes, they played it in the documentary. We watched. Lucianne is asking Linda, like, "Hey, you know, you're gonna be, you're gonna have to betray this poor girl. Like, are you comfortable with doing that?" And Linda was like, "Yeah."
0: This fucking bitch said, "Yeah, I've already come to terms with that." Like, what the fuck? She basically starts recording every conversation Mm -hmm. that
1: she's having with Monica from then on. Monica's talking about all the things that her and Bill talk about. Every like meetup that they had. The gifts he was giving her. When she finds out that there's this dress with semen on it. And Monica was like telling her like no one told me I had this on all day. Blah blah blah. Linda's like, hey, you should hold on to that. Yeah. And it was funny because I even looked at Jake's and I was like, why the fuck did she not wash her dress? Like, I'm confused. And then I realized it was because Linda had basically manipulated her and coerced her to hold on to the dress for whatever reason. She she was like, you might need it one day. You might need it. And I'm like... (laughs) How does she not start seeing red flags? How did, why does she continue to keep talking to her? But
0: Monica listened to her. So she kept the dress, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in all of this, Paula Jones' case starts coming up again. And uh, Monica was named as a witness and she ended up being subpoenaed. And in getting subpoenaed, she getting she started getting even more anxious because she, like, wanted to protect Bill, but also protect her name. So she signs an affidavit saying that she didn't have relations with Clinton, so, so she wouldn't have to speak in the Paula Jones case. So she's breaking the law
1: when she yeah. signed that la- affidavit.
0: And then Linda also tells lawyers that Monica and Clinton were hooking up, mm-hmm. um, which confirms that both of them lied on their
1: affidavit. Linda strategically tells one of the lawyers on the independent counsel hey like let me get subpoenaed you know so I can basically under oath tell the truth without looking like a fucking snake ass bitch Mm -hmm. and so her and Monica are having these conversations and Monica's
0: freaking out like I you have to like kind of just getting trying to get Linda's words saying like You have to say that you don't know anything. You have to say that you don't know anything. And then Linda's like, no, I can't say that. No, I can't say that. And then Linda and Monica end up meeting. And then the independent counsel um, star has Linda wired for this
1: conversation. Mm -hmm. So Linda shows up. She's wearing a wire. And Monica and Linda are in a hotel room and Monica is basically begging her, like, please, I'm desperate. You're gonna ruin my life. You're gonna ruin my career. You're gonna ruin the president's life. Like, please, I would do this for you. Just in a, in a moment of desperation was like begging Linda to just have her back in this. And Linda does says yes, but then a couple days later, closer to, the, um, closer to her subpoena tells her, hey, like, I'm getting cold feet. I have to tell the truth. And in all of that happening, um, the lawyers
0: get Monica into a room at the Ritz-Carlton. It was more like an ambush, though. It was an ambush, yeah. Linda had something to do with it. Yeah, so
1: Linda calls her. She's like, meet me at this mall. Monica shows up. She's waiting. And then in comes Linda with a couple of people um, from the independent council's security team. And they all escort her into the Ritz-Carlton, which was connected to the mall, into this Hotel room, and that's where the lawyers from the independent counsel are waiting for her to question her and corner her about these allegations and the false affidavit and everything that Linda has confessed to her. And that's in that moment is when Monica realizes she was being played by one of the people that she considered her friend, which is such a gut wrenching feeling.
0: (sighs) And then on top of that, she has like these lawyers talking to her about something about the guy that she loves that, like, Oh my god, I just feel so bad
1: for her in that moment. Like they were tell- they were scaring her. They were telling her that, you know, like look at like we can get you on this. We can get you on this. you have broken this law. This law. You need to tell us what happened. And Monica's a smart woman. She's not stupid. And she's like, "No, I need to talk to my mom. I need to talk to my mom. I need to talk to a lawyer. I need I can't make this decision." You guys need to give me like a little bit of room. So they finally let her go downstairs, talk on the payphone. She talk. She calls her mom and tells her mom like, "Hey, the FBI got me." Blah blah blah. Her mom's like, "Please cooperate. Cooperate with them." And. Uh, Monica somehow convinces the the FBI agents to allow her mother to meet, them at, meet her at the hotel room. So they agree. Her mom shows up, and that's when her mom's like, okay, we're only going to do this if you guys give her immunity. And her mom was like, but you need to put that in writing. And the lawyers were like, we can't do that. And so then the mom was like, then we're not talking to you. And then that's when they got lawyered up. Lawyered the fuck up during that deposition that the lawyer starts questioning clinton about you know what's going on with monica clinton's like nah like nothing's happening nothing's happening and then the lawyer starts bringing up the gifts the lawyer starts bringing up details that only monica would know and that's when bill clinton realizes that either she's talked to the lawyers or she's told somebody else and they've ratted him out and then in that video you literally see his face get red as a fucking tomato like it's so funny seeing him start getting really uncomfortable and this was in
0: like the 90s like um 90s quality and you can still see his face red as a tomato
1: that happens and then eventually the story breaks to the press people start getting you know worried about what's happening details start coming out linda's also not really keeping quiet about this she's been speaking to other conservative journalists about it trying to you know get the word out there and eventually the news does break um and clinton's camp decides to take the route of deny 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 deflect and that's They held their ground about that. They kept denying it. They dismissed uh, Monica. When the news breaks, the media starts going on a full frenzy. She's painted to be like this terrible, like, slut. And Bill Clinton's like this honorable man that's just being, you know, used or he's being, you know, victimized by this horror. And um, obviously when you have such a high profile situation in the press, the press starts to do their own digging. And they went into Monica's past. They found out that Monica had a drama teacher in high school that had kissed her. And then years later, she ended up being in like a brief little relationship with him. So they bring him forward and they're like doing this press conference and they're making her seem like such a sex crazed fanatic. And her main goal is to have sex. And that's when the whole, like, going to, like, the presidential office to get her presidential knee pads or whatever starts circulating and stuff. But I'm like, when this is all happening and they brought this guy to life, did no one ever mention the fact that this man kissed a underage woman? Yeah. When she was 14? Like, where, why is he not being... It was all Monica's fault. It was all Monica. Monica asked for it. Monica did it to herself. Even though she's fucking 14 and this man was, like, way over 18... You know, it, it was just disgusting to see, like, pedophiles weren't even being, like, mentioned for what they really are. And Monica was taking the heat for everything. And it's also just really, you know, intrusive to, like, pick like dig things through her past. And I actually, it's really sad because I listened to this podcast where she was interviewing in. And she mentioned this situation where, like, she was 14 and there was, like, this encounter that happened and she at the time I mean when you're really young like you don't know what's right from wrong but when you look back in hindsight you realize like oh that was um sexual that was a sexual assault Mm -hmm. you know and it's like you're you're literally putting a lot of light onto some type of trauma that she has experienced and instead of seeing it for calling it for what it is you're using it as a way to make her look like a whore on the public like how traumatic and how painful that could have been for her you know it's just it's heartbreaking um and
0: nobody and Clinton didn't get as much backlash as Monica was getting people yeah. would literally say like oh yeah we don't believe that he um didn't do it we believe that he did it but we don't really care that he had an affair
1: yeah people were like whatever he's a great president he's done so well for the country who gives a fuck what he does in his in, personal, in, in his life. personal yeah. life in his marriage but then they were uh, like trying to eliminate Monica's character they were trying to make her seem like a terrible person so it's if you're gonna be okay with one person doing it then be okay with the other person doing it too like don't pin all your anger and frustration towards someone that... Claire was so much more younger than him too. Yeah, like, He should have known better. He was a grown-ass man. He had a family. He had kids. And he was she in a position nothing, of power. Position of power. And she has no no ties to him. No, no ties to anyone else. Like, she's a single woman. She can do whatever she fucking wants. You know, like, she's not the one to blame in this situation. It's the man that ruined his relationship with him and his family and abused his power, like you said.
0: After Clinton is getting... Not as much, not nearly as much backlash as Monica. He still looked up as, like, a respectful man. Because of what he was doing for the economy.
1: And, like, come on, we're also, like, experiencing this trial that's going on about Paula Jones having sexual assault allegations against him. Other women have also, like, come forward during this time and said their own piece. And people are still deflecting and sweeping that under the rug and just not addressing it not you really even giving it much weight which is fucking terrible and you know it's a lot of it is because people didn't want to see that someone that they really admired would be a shitty person and that's why they were just like "Mm, nah, let's just forget about that and move forward let's just not talk about that but let's talk about all the great things he did for the country yada 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 so it was just really bad on society and the press
0: so Monica said that she would cooperate um, if she didn't have to trap people and wear wires. Um, she would tell everything to the lawyers. Um, and then Ken Starr finally gives Monica her immunity deal on her 25th birthday, which also meant giving them the dress with the cum stain on it and all the other gifts that he had given her. So Star starts
1: compiling all these details and... She has to go back and recount every single sexual encounter they had. And she even said, like, the case that Star was building against her was solely about, like, the sexual uh relationship that they had like they didn't care they didn't give two shits about the emotional part of it they didn't give a fuck if she was like his girlfriend they were just trying to paint her as the mistress and that's all they really cared about was just what were what did they do how much sex did they have what were those details where did it happen it was all solely about the sex then the star reports were born and
0: Um, they ended up, because they had to ask her about every detail that happened, um, everyone else got to know these details as well, because now they were public reports. Um, and everyone in the press hated her even more, and there were jokes made about her. There was even, like, an SNL skit. Like, it was just so so sad, and she couldn't even defend herself because she was under legal protection, so she couldn't do any interviews. She couldn't get her own opinion out there because she was such a, active member in this
1: investigation yeah she was basically like forced to keep silent M- once monica starts working with ken starr and his team the independent Counsel, uh she's obviously allowed to, she's obviously spills all the tea and gives all the facts that she knows and then it basically becomes like his word over hers and obviously, Bill Clinton's like, nope, I he does the whole, I do not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't mind my Southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when he says that whole line. And the, you know, prosecutors are like, yeah, this man's lying. So they go and obviously like you said, Monica hands over the dress. The semen stain is on there. They take the DNA from that and they go to the White House and they also collect a DNA sample from uh, Bill Clinton. And then when the sample results come back, shocker, they're fucking a perfect match. It really is his DNA. So, you know, his whole like, oh, it didn't happen is kind of like thrown out the fucking window. And he starts using keywords because when he
0: gets asked, because back in the Paula Jones case, he would be asked like, um did you have are you having sexual relations or it was talking in present tense and he technically wasn't in present tense so he technically didn't lie. And he starts alluding to those facts. Like, yeah. no, that didn't happen. I mean,
1: mind you, like, him and Bill- Hillary Clinton are both lawyers. So, like, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they're very strategic about what they do. And they say and he's very calculated. You know, he's a narcissist. And, and then, you know, there's no way of denying the sexual history that he has with Monica Lewinsky. So that laundry has been aired. But then Ken Starr puts together his report and then releases it to to the House, the White House, the the Senate, anyone that was important, (laughs) I guess. The whole report had so much detail about the sexual encounters and it was just, you know, they had to literally read every single piece of information that they gathered from Monica Lewinsky about, you know, their history and their affair. And then, you know, the House obviously is like, we can't keep this information to ourselves. We kind of owe it to the American people. We have to let them know. So then they released it to the public. And now the whole nation knows the details about their affair every teeny tiny little detail about when it happened how it happened the play-by-play all of that was exposed to the public and basically airing monica's sexual history and dirty laundry out there you know it's just like it's just too much information that i feel like really did not need to be shared um, they should if they were going to release it to the public, in my opinion, it should have been a little more condensed or they didn't need to give like the entire report out. They could have just had one person from the White House kind of be like, this is what happened. We have a report doing it. But yeah, I think that was just really distasteful. I totally agree. They didn't really take how that would affect
0: a young 24 year old.
1: Yeah, it, it's just again, like it was very like she even mentioned it was just very inhumane. Like I understand where they're all coming from as like a legal point and obviously we're a democracy, you know, they like the government is, you know, a voice for the people. So the people have to have a say. They need to know what's happening. They can't just keep things from us. They could they, have generalized it. They though. could have generalized it. Yeah, they weren't they were doing their part, but they weren't doing it in a way where they were trying to be aware of the other people that are directly involved with this, and that's really what was heartbreaking. They were more fixated on look how disgusting this president is. Look at what he does to his family and his wife. Like he doesn't have American values, Christian values. You know, I think yeah. They were so fixated on their hatred for Bill Clinton that they were using Monica as a pawn in this whole game and in turn were just adding trauma to her and adding shame and pain and guilt and just pushing this woman down down and down further. And it's like kicking a dog when they're down. like Literally, it's what they kept doing over and over and over again to this poor woman. And it's like okay, it's fair. Like she had, she did do it. She's a grown woman. She did fuck up. But it's like we don't. I mean, think about it. So this is only being brought to attention because the Republican Party wanted to make Bill Clinton be pictured as this terrible man. But. Let's be real, like, there probably have been multiple White House employees that have had sexual relations with many pre- previous presidents, maybe current presidents. We don't fucking know. Yeah. But it's like, that. no, that's not news. Like, we're not going to go out there and air their dirty laundry out there. That's not tasteful at all. Mm-hmm. It was all fueled by the anger and hatred the Republican Party had towards him.
0: And so this publisher named Larry Flint ends up off putting out, like, a Um, Announcement saying I will offer one million dollars for anyone providing um, tips about unflattering sexual stories about the Republican Party. And so he gets this tip about Bob Livingston and him at the time is the Republican Speaker of the House. And so he is giving this speech and he tells the president to resign and then all the Democrats start standing up in the room and they're like, you resign, you resign, and he ends up resigning. He knows that at the end of the day, that's the only option he has with the dirt that Larry has on him.
1: Well, it's not even that. It was also he wanted to set an example of like, look, I've also been in this situation. I'm going to resign because I did something wrong. Now you should do it too because you're the leader of this country. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he was trying to make a point, um, but obviously we know the president did not resign. He's a fucking narcissist. Let's be <laughs> real. And they start decide to move forward with um, the impeachment case against Bill Clinton under the fact that he was witness tampering. He was caught. He did perjury by signing a false affidavit, and he was also obstruction of evidence. And he was officially the first president of the United States to be impeached. Well, I think and then eventually he does do a statement to the public and he's like, all right, you know what, guys? Like, I did lie. I'm very sorry. You know, blah, blah, blah. And kind of just like officially admits to having an affair. But never to the extent of like what it really was. I mean, I'm sure he I'm, he absolutely downplayed it. Yeah. But he does publicly address what happened. Um, and he continues to live out the rest of his presidency um, while, whereas Monica's life has never been the same ever since. No, I mean, she she's was still labeled, constantly getting slut shamed. She was being labeled as a homewrecker. She was being ridicul- ridiculed by the media. She wasn't even, I mean, like we said, wasn't even allowed to publicly speak about her side of the story. I mean, until probably like years later, I think.
0: And in the documentary we watched, she even said like only now is when people are starting to understand her pain. Like in today's time.
1: Yeah, I mean, she was completely exiled. I mean, I remember she, in the podcast that I listened to, she she tried to use, like, the exposure that she got into... Can somehow creating a life for herself she did start like a handbag company but eventually that wasn't fulfilling enough and she did uh math she did she got a master's degree in social psychology but she went to london to do it <laughs> and um you know i really feel for her because in this podcast she was talking about how the reason why she chose to go to london was because she wanted to escape the identity that she, that the united states had of her but in turn like she was just really naive to think that that would really work because when she moved to London it wasn't that she got a new identity it was her trying to rebuild the identity still like you know people still saw her as the other woman the bimbo the ditzy you know so slut sad. from the White House and it's like this woman is smart like you don't just get an internship in the White House for being a dumb bimbo like l- yeah have some respect but yeah she ended up getting her master's program but she did have trouble finding a job after that you know and, for years. and I think she went through, like, this really deep depression. Um, after that, she kind of, like, refound her meaning in life and is now a bullying activist, and she's also a speaker. So she goes around speaking at, like, um, different pro- nonprofits and events about bullying. She did a TED Talk. She's It looks like she's been able to um, fix her reputation to, an, to a sense, but mm-hmm. when people, like, use the term Monica Lewinsky, it's never for any not for the bullying activism no. but it's always over the affair that she had with Bill Clinton so that'll like stay with her for the rest of her life unfortunately and i'm
0: actually like after hearing what she's done like with all of this and all the all the things she went through i'm honestly so proud of her for Becoming a public speaker and letting people know that you can survive like public humiliation and just
1: being an activist, you know, like and look, she refreshing. made a mistake. You know, yeah, she made a mistake. She, was, she young. was young. We've all done stupid things young, and unfortunately, it was with the president of the United States. But you know, she he was able to finish his presidency, go on, live a normal life. His wife was able to run for office without this having to constantly being brought up. <laughs> why can't Monica Lewinsky do the same? You know, why was she not given that same treatment? It's just, it's not fair. And men are always just kind of disregarded for their roles that they play in affairs. I mean, we even saw it with, I mean, we've talked about before with the Jordan Woods and Tristan Thompson situation. The whole media... Turned on Jordan, but literally the Kardashians and the media were like opening their arms back to Tristan multiple times when he's multiple times cheated on Chloe. It's not like just with Jordan. It was with a lot of women. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people still talk about him. They still respect him. And Jordan was ostracized by the media and was such a victim in cancel culture That it's just, like, she has to rebuild them, had to rebuild her reputation, and uh, I have a lot of sympathy for Monica. Like, I don't want to discount what she did, and, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, she's a victim of all this, because, I mean, she was, like, a grown woman. She knew what she was doing, I mean, she was very much aware of, you know, the fact that he was in a marriage and had a daughter. Yeah. But... You know, I don't think she deserved to be treated like the devil, you know? And if we think about it, she was probably the first victim of cancel culture.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's very true. Um, And also, just another fucking FYI, Starr, who was the main lawyer in the independent counsel that went after Clinton, ended up getting, um, resigning from the independent counselor and got a couple job, two jobs at two different colleges and he ended at Baylor and ended up resigning from Baylor over sexual misconduct allegations. How fucking ironic. Shit comes back full circle, doesn't it, Mr. Starr? <laughs> God, so stupid. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's basically the gist of... Monica Lewinsky, and Bill Clinton affair. What are you salty about?
1: I mean, this whole fucking situation. I mean, Do I
0: need to say it? (laughs) I I mean, the main thing I feel like I'm salty about is that people had their own fucking... Honestly, fuck Linda Tripp. Fuck her. Fuck her. And everyone had their own selfish reasons as to why they wanted to be involved in all of this and had their own um, political agenda. Political agenda. And it's just... They didn't think about... Monica and and the biggest thing that also like gets to me is that it wasn't equal
1: it was that's really what it is it wasn't the equal treatment on both ends yeah you know like they're both they both both were in the wrong but really it, it, they make it seem like Monica was the cause of all this but it's like no really like Bill's the one that fucking could have kept his pants on hmm You know what I mean? Like, even if she's trying to seduce him whatsoever, like, he should have some self-control. I mean, so many people have crushes on, like, older
0: people in position of power. It's kind of like you look up to them in a way. Like, he totally could have just been like, oh, she just looks up to me moving on. No, he decided to have a, ask to kiss her and right he has
1: there. like a history of abusing his power for <laughs> sexual gain like why was that also disregarded why is that still disregarded no one talks about that when they talk about bill clinton today they talk about this the affair. but like there's something way more than that he's a fucking sexual predator yeah he was doing why that Why is he not known he was in a history governor. for that exactly Exactly. And it's not ironic to me that he's tied to Jeffrey Epstein. There's literally like in the logs that they gathered from Jeffrey Epstein's visits at his island and stuff, the Clintons are on there. And he we clearly have seen that he's definitely a sexual predator and he has no problem using his power to get what he wants. And, like, this is happening to other women in public, you know, just, like, normal women, like, doing their day-to-day. Imagine what he does behind closed doors when no one's around. And he's protected. And he's protected. And he's Mm -hmm. on an island with other underaged women being forced to, like, have these, like, sexual favors towards these men in power. Like it's disgusting. It's really, it's really gross. And it's just really gross that like the public and society like idealizes people like this and refuses to see the truth. That's why, that's why I personally don't listen to artists that I feel like are shitty people because I don't want to just bl- turn a blind eye. Like so many people fucking do that. And it's like, when are we going to hold these people accountable for what they really do?
0: Yeah, that's definitely true.
1: Um,
0: but hopefully, this could be a
1: learning. Actually, it's not. It's probably not. I mean, it's, it's, we have come such a long way, you know, and it's it's nice to say that, like, today, if something like this happened, it would ta- it'd be taken with a lot of seriousness and uh, there would be a lot more accountability that happens to it. Like, Still not I, enough, though. But I do think the Me Too movement is taken very seriously now mm-hmm. and um, people won't, like, at least from a women's perspective, they won't be totally exiled they won't be slut shamed they won't be made to be this villain when they're actually really a victim you know and they'll be taken seriously I feel like that's You know, the amount of trauma that these women have carried on them from not even just coming to light and not saying their story and not being believed, but also being treated poorly by the press. I mean, I have so much respect for them. Like, I I don't know if I would be able to be standing on two feet today if I was in Monica Lewinsky's position. Like, she's so strong. And to be able to still talk about this... And and know, turn it around and kind of
0: provide, give back to the society
1: with yeah. what she's doing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I applaud um, her. Yeah, and you know, you can't, it's like you can't just hold like one mistake over someone's head for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she literally broke the law by having an affair with Bill Clinton, but Bill Clinton has broken the law by sexually assaulting women. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where's his fucking karma? Yeah, and he was in position of power when he did it.
0: All in all, put some respect on Monica Lewinsky's name. So, with that, thanks for listening to episode
1: nine. <laughs> um, I hope you guys liked this story. I hope this was really telling for you. And I would love to hear what you guys think as well. Um, you know, send us a DM, message us, follow us on Instagram at Past Assault Podcast. Uh, And don't forget to leave us a rating and review. We love, love doing this for you guys and we want to continue doing it. So when you guys leave us ratings, um, it really, it means a lot to us and it really helps our podcast grow. So thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.